Thank you for joining Bevel Talk, Season 5, Episode 4. Today we're talking about automation and pipe welding with special guest Dan Alford of Arc Specialties. Welcome to Bevel Talk. Today I'm joined with by Dan Alford with Arc Specialties. Dan, welcome to, to Bevel Talk. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on. Well, not a problem. Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Arc Specialties. Uh, well, let's see. Start with Arc Specialties. Uh, we've been around since 1983. We design and build automated manufacturing machines. And as the name would imply, uh, we're, we specialize in welding. But having been in business that long, we branched out into uh, machining, finishing, cutting, and other other things. And it it all kind of stemmed from my interest in building machines, which started when I was a kid. So uh, this is what I've been my whole life. So before you started Arc Specialties, what were you doing? How did you get interested in, in the welding industry? Uh, well, if you let me go back far enough, uh, back in the uh, middle 70s, I was a computer geek in high school back before we had PCs. Uh, back then, uh, the only computers available were mainframes, and uh, we happened to have the password for one of the professor's accounts at the uh, university in my hometown. So we built ourselves an acoustically coupled modem and uh, taught ourselves how to program. And at the same time, we taught ourselves how to weld because in order to build things like a steam engine or a uh, uh, go-kart or a wind generator, all these things required welding. So uh, we, we taught ourselves both of these skills. And if, if you combine the two, you get robotics. So that's how it all started uh, way back then. Went through school, and I was uh, very pleased to find that the world actually had a place for a computer geek that could weld. So that was uh, in the late 70s. Uh, I went to work for Hughes Tool. This was uh, Howard Hughes's old company, the company that was building the rock bits. And it was a fascinating place for uh, someone like myself. We had computers, and we had every welding process from electron beam to atomic hydrogen. So it was a, a great place for me to work and and learn from some really smart people, build a lot of cool machines. And, uh, you know, that, that just, uh, when I found that I could actually make a living doing this, uh, I was delighted. I could imagine. It's always great to be able to make money. It's something that you enjoy doing. So you worked for Hughes, uh, Hughes company for a while, and then you started Arc Specialties. So you, you're the owner or president of Arc Specialties. You specialize in in automation and PLC work and um, machining around the welding industry, correct? Right. It's the vast majority of our work is still arc welding, but uh, you know, if you're in industry, you'll you'll find opportunities, you know, within the same plants, and we capitalize on those. So I think it was 1983 I started Arc Specialties, and uh, my first job was actually a hot tap up at the plutonium plant in Idaho. And so I was working part-time from 83 till 90. Can you tell us any more about what you did with that hot tap or what system you designed? Well, a hot tap, uh, the term means that uh, you're, you're tying in a pipe into another pipe without shutting the process down. And, and normally that's a, a hot tap has to do with uh, uh, pipelines flowing liquids. This one was a smokestack. And so what they wanted to do was go 90 foot up a smokestack, drill a hole, hole through the concrete, which surrounded the stack, punch in an eight inch pipe, and then weld it into the wall of the stack. You know, the problem is all that concrete kept us from welding around the outside, of course. So we had to build a machine that would reach inside 
weld the eight inch pipe against the wall from the inside and then plasma cut the wall out and they told us not to drop that slug down the stack, you know, cause they hadn't shut the machine off down at the bottom. And we, uh, we had to do that with a suction cup because it was all non-magnetic stainless steel, a lot of technical challenges, but it all worked out well. And, uh, the machine worked well enough that, ironically, in, late in the 90s, they uh, called us back and uh, we did the exact same job again. It's amazing. You know, take a love of computers, a love of welding, a love of robots, and you're 90 feet in the air welding through a concrete slab on a stainless steel tube. That's pretty cool. I have another question for you. Uh, for our listeners, what advice do you have for guys like yourself or gals like yourself that are out there that they like welding, they like technology? How do they move forward and what's what's their path into industry? Well, uh, you know, nowadays with all the venture capital out there, people tend to buy companies. I'm, I don't know how to buy companies. I know how to build a company. And so speaking from that perspective, I can tell you that you need to be a generalist. If you want to get into this line of work, you not, on, not only need to understand the technology of welding and cutting, you need to understand the, uh, the ancillary industrial processes that go on around it. And you must understand programming and computers. So what I'm saying is you, you need to be a generalist with some specialization. Um, either that or you need a whole team around you. But when you first start out, you know, like, like I did, it's, it's a one-man show. So you need to be able to do the whole thing. The XMT350 Field Pro with Polarity Reversing Welding System from Miller. Let's welders change polarity and processes with the push of a button at the stick, TIG remote, or wire feeder, eliminating the need to walk back to the power source to swap leads to change polarity. Learn more at MillerWelds.com slash ArcReach. So what sets Arc Specialties apart from other robotics integrators or, or manufacturers of, of equipment? I would say the uh, the depth of what we're able to do. Uh, right now in our shop, we're doing uh, resistance welding at over 100 welds per second. Uh, we have hot wire TIG. We have high-velocity oxy-fuel spray. You know, the, the whole spectrum of stuff. A lot of the integrators uh, pretty much stick to MIG, or if they're adventurous, maybe some TIG work. But uh, we'll tackle all the welding processes, and then we'll tackle the cutting processes and the inspection, drilling, things like that. And rather than diluting what we know, I think it makes us stronger because it gives us a bigger base of technology to work from. Right. You, like you said earlier, you're, you're looking for opportunities around manufacturing and industry as a whole, not just as, as one type of welding and one specialty. You know, I think what you guys do, there's many of us out here in the industry that will never even see some of the type of welding that you're talking about and doing in our lifetimes of being in the welding industry. Right. But I, I try to learn every place I go. I, I saw a clever mechanism on a tortilla making machine once, and uh, I'm not proud. I, I uh, made note of that and I've actually implemented it on other designs. And, and that's the key to it is, is you need to just watch around you. You need to read continuously, you need to go to these various, uh, shows like Fabtech uh, to try to keep up with technology. Good example is uh, digital signal processor technology. It was invented by Apple 
are refined by Apple to make the iPod work because you know, music is nothing but analog data and you have to convert it to digital data in order to store it. And so to do that efficiently, the whole digital sig signal processor technology was created to turn analog music into digital data and then digital data back into analog music so you could listen to it. Well, guess what? Motion control and welding is all about analog data. And so we're starting to use this digital signal processor technology from iPods and motion control and, and welding now. So that's just an example of how you, you need to keep your eyes open, watch around you, and then apply what's been developed you know, to your world. That's amazing um, what you've been able to do and what you've been able to, to learn. I, I completely agree. It's, it's important to look all around you for solutions to the problems that you have rather than just think you've got it just in your own little sphere of knowledge. With the digital signal processors, we're able to handle huge volumes of analog data very quickly, which allows us to speed up motion control. We're getting down into the 40 microsecond update rate in motion control, and we can control welders very fast. And, and when we're making 100 wells a second on some of our stuff, uh, you can see where this would apply. This is just one example. Uh, a more tangible example might be the Ethernet. You know, it's Back when I started, uh, all my control cabinets were just a, a mess of wires. All the signals were discrete, you know, cables, analog, digital, et cetera. And now uh, more and more, we're just running power cables from one component to another and then an Ethernet cable in between them. Absolutely. Really simplifies the, the, uh, the cabinets. Absolutely. So with your systems, you specialize in PLCs and the ability to to do complete control of the process within within one simple um, user interface, really. Is that, if I'm reading and understanding your website correctly and everything I know about you guys, that's correct, right? Yeah, it goes a little beyond that. You know, PLCs are great. You know, I, I love them because they don't have any hard drive. Uh, they boot up quickly. They've got a lot of advantages, but they're somewhat limited on motion control. So we also build around CNC controllers, and finally, we build around uh, some industrial robots. And by having all three of these platforms, it allows us to, to react better to the customer's needs. You know, when you go to a surgeon, they always want to cut you, right? If you go to a robot company, they always want to apply a robot, whereas we're able to apply a optimized PLC-based machine, uh, a CNC-based machine, or a robot, just depending on what the needs are. That's fantastic. Just just the versatility and the ability to really look at situations so differently and and adapt. Um, what are the major end markets that you serve with with your products? Well, you know, being down here in Houston, obviously we're immersed in the oil patch, so uh, we live and die with oil prices. But what we found is that the technology we have applies very well to other industries. For example, uh, the same materials that we're applying to uh, the outside of rock bits to prevent ground engaging wear. Uh, these materials work extremely well up in the plastics industry when we apply them to the extruder screws, which are rubbing against the bores of a uh, plastic extrusion machine. So if you're looking for these opportunities and you can see similarities, you can reapply old solutions rather than having to invent new ones. That's amazing. Dan, thanks for joining with us today. For our listeners, check out in our show notes. We'll have a link to ARC Specialty so you can see more of what they do. 
Check out the link in the show notes.